Hi, I'm Steve Smith. Welcome to the Great Faith Tennis Podcast. I'm going solo. Annie Fitzell is in Germany, and the show must go on. Andy and his wife are regrouping, settling in Germany, and we're making some adjustments here in Florida as well. But let's do this. I've never used a teleprompter before, but I have a list. I'm looking right at it. Don Meyer. Here's an assignment. Don Meyer is a small college basketball coach. The late Don Meyer. Go to YouTube, even for those people that are familiar with Don, and watch it again or watch it for the first time. It's a 10-minute clip. covers his life story, which was coaching kids. And... It's an amazing story. We just put in Jimmy V for Jimmy Valvano, Jimmy B, Jimmy V, SB Awards, Don Meyer. And what I've done is I've made a list of points from one of Don's lectures, the best thing I've seen in sports. It's one of my favorite, favorite tapes. So let's start with number one. Number one is study coaches who have gone before you. That's really the great base. We've studied coaches who have gone before us. Number two, let the players that you're currently working with know about the players who have gone before them. From Don Meyer. Number three, tell stories to your current players about your old players. And that's very easy for me to remember. Adrenaline is great for memory. And I remember so many things about players I've coached in the past. Let me tell you a story. We just interviewed Jim Lair, Dr. Jim Lair, last week. Storytelling for mental toughness. Don Meyer, number four. Leave the world a little better place than you found it. That'd be a great goal for all of us. And with that, number five, same principle, a team an individual for that matter, should always leave the locker room cleaner than they found it. Leave the locker room cleaner than they found it. Number six, these pearls of wisdom. There's nothing worse than a wasted life. Don't waste time. Don't waste opportunity. Go for it. Number seven, Don Meyer, and this holds true for me, maybe not for everybody, but this comes from Don. One doesn't know how important coaching is until they have their own children. And when, then they see their, the impact a coach can make on their own child's life. Number eight, it takes a village to raise a child, but no one tells you where the village is or how to get there. Number nine, and I think you could have junior tennis players. I know that's um, members of our audience, parents driving their juniors to and from practice, to and from tournaments, is just write some of these down. Some of them are for coaches, so. Number nine, take coaching seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Here's another one. Number 10, you need to have an overriding purpose in your program, and you have to know, as a coach, that your overriding principle is not about winning, it's not about making money. Your overriding principle, it has to be impacting the kid's life. Um, 
That's number 11, just that impact a kid's life. Number 12, John Don Meyer, you need to be a servant. You need to serve kids. That's what you're doing 24-7 and trying to impact their life in a very positive way. Moving down the list, get your players to play with passion. They got to play hard. Don Meyer, play hard. Don Meyer, if a kid is playing lukewarm, it's enough to make you puke. They have to put their effort forward. Don talks about initially coaching is a passion. And then, you know, say running practice, it's a passion at first. So then it becomes a duty. Then it becomes a downright burden. If that's the case, Don, the late Don Meyer, you need to get out of coaching. You have to have the same enthusiasm for practice day in and day out. Actually, you really shouldn't think of it as a job. That's probably not the best word. It's a project. You're going to practice. It's a building project. 15, you got to have kids love the game. And the coach has to love the game for the players to love the game. You got to love getting better. The coach also has to love getting better. This is true, especially if a kid has a comparative experience. You can't fool a kid. Like, say, in junior development, they take the inexperienced instructor and put them with the youngest kids. But if you give those young kids a really, really competent, energized instructor, then they'll know, and then you won't be able to fool them again. 17, i heard Chuck Creasy say this, so many of these pearls of wisdom you hear from many people. A kid doesn't care what you know until they know you care. They don't care how much you know until you prove to them how much you care. With 18, you're better off to go watch a coach run practice for three days than you are to go to a conference. Again, Don Meyer went to conference after conference. I know I've been to so many tennis teaching conferences. But just a point, stop and think about, you could put that in your treasure chest and say, okay, I'm going to accept that. You're better off to schedule three days to go watch a coach's program than to go to a conference. So number 19, you want to watch other coaches coach. I know years ago, remember being uh, in Southern California and watching Robert Lansdorp. Elliot Telcher is just a little younger than, than I am, top 10 player in the world. And I remember Elliot, I told him that later in a workshop he attended. Uh, I was teaching, I was running, conducting a workshop in Southern California. But I remember Elliot saying, what are you doing? I go, well, I'm just watching people teach tennis. And Elliot said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But no, you really have to watch other people coach. Keep in mind, we were both in our early 20s. Don Meyer, find your gift, develop your gift, and then give it away. Give it away. Number 21, you got to sweat like the players. Pick up a broom, pick up the debris, take the garbage out. If you're grinding it, your players will grind it. They need to copy your work ethic. Um. If you want to be prosperous, you have to be generous. You have to give to get. 
Don Meyer, just principal character guy. Again, just watch a little bit of my YouTube and you'll be so inspired. Uh, with, if a coach, number 23, if a coach copies you or your stuff, and many times they won't give you credit, but that's okay, you know. You know that they've copied you. Um, 24, love to compete. You're just trying to get 1% better. You're trying as a coach, Ed, to get better as a coach. Um, be your own best critic to be your own best teacher. That's worth repeating. I tell kids you got to thrive on criticism. Thrive on criticism. I tell kids that just be very polite when you get compliments. You're not really interested in compliments, but you're inter interested in criticism. So be your own best critic to be your own best teacher. 26, Don Meyer. It's so bad if a player needs to have the coach jumpstart them day in and day out. I tease people who are having a cup of coffee. And I go, you're jumpstarting your heart. But with a player, if you have to jumpstart the player every day, that's a problem. Don Meyer, 27. Make the big time where you are right now. You're in junior high. You're a young kid. Be big time today. Big time work ethic. Big time principles. Vince Lombardi, get there 15 minutes early. And you don't have to be in the wrong million time club where the, the coach is telling you a million times. The right million time club, you just do whatever they tell you a million times. Um, eager is better than willing. Eager is better than willing. Number 29, you have to work on both strengths and weaknesses. Voluntary has done so many great things in tennis. So at one point, he was just work on strengths. Go with your forehand. Go with your forehand. You're only as strong as your weakest shot. The chain's only as strong as the weakest link. You need balance. You need balance as an athlete. Don Meyer talks about don't have your stance be so far apart that you can't be quick. But don't have your feet be you're so close together that you don't have balance. A little bit more of the shoulder width apart. But also in balance, balance between offense, a balance between defense. A side note, I do hear parents say very often, well, because one parent's more into the tennis than the other. And the parents will say, well, we balance each other out. Sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes parents cancel each other out. But balance, it's interesting. Um, of course, when, in our system, the Great Base, we think of Welby Van Horn when we just think of being on balance or on balance in an off balance position. But Don Meyer, basketball coach, I think he's really focusing so much on balance between offense and defense. You got to play all over the court. Number 31, have team meetings in different places. Have team meetings in different places, the spice of life. So the variety goes a long ways. Don't always meet in the same place. Don Meyer always lectured on taking notes. So 32 is always take notes. 33 is always rewrite your notes. 34, always file your notes. To hear it is to forget it. To write it down is to remember it. Then to do it over and over again is, is to understand it. With 
um, Don Meyer, go watch the line coaches at a football practice. Could just be a high school football practice in August when they start with double sessions. Football players, especially offensive linemen, but both, they can play an entire game. They can play an entire season where they don't get to touch the ball. But the intensity, the intensity. Um, John Wooden, John Wooden, the late John Wooden, coach from UCLA, uh, Don Meyer admired him greatly, like so many people. Be better at 40 than you are at 30. Be better at 50 than you are at 40. Be better at 60 than you are at 50. Always get better. You're better at 70 than you're at 60. In Daniel Coyle's book, The Talent Code, he says you really should hire coaches that are in their 60s and 70s. Actually, I'm just trying to get a job. No, I'm just teasing. Bill Walsh, the late Bill Walsh, he said when he was 40 years old, he was not a good coach. He needed more experience. In all of sport, probably no one has a better coaching tree than the late Bill Walsh, football coach. So many of his, uh, you could look it up, so many of his uh, understudies went on to be head coaches in both uh, college and pro football. This has already been said in a different way, but from Don Meyer's lecture, the best things in sports, get your, get your hands dirty. It's interesting to watch a tennis kid do dishes for the first time. It's very easy to uh, find out the tennis kid if their mom did has done everything for him. They he just can't get their hands dirty. Ask a tennis kid to pick up some weeds on the side of the court, and you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Um, I use this often. Tell kids this. There's two types of pain. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. And one lasts a lifetime. Okay, the pain of discipline, it really doesn't hurt to get out of bed early. You know, to get your head off the pillow doesn't really hurt. Um, number 40, this is so true. It's very prevalent today in America with so many juniors playing, or I should say, doing homeschool, doing non-traditional schooling. The individual cannot become bigger than the program. It's tragic what's happened to high school tennis. Years ago, 70s, 80s, early 90s, everybody played high school tennis. Not so much anymore. But the individual cannot become bigger than the program. Now, Don Meyer is a basketball coach. This ties in with tennis for sure. I've talked to, told many tennis parents over the years, don't call the coach up. Your kid's a freshman. Don't call the coach up and complain about playing time. But according to Don Meyer, in his experience, 40-plus years of coaching, the biggest complaint is about playing time. 42 from Don Meyer. Most parents rather have their kid be an all-state on an individual basis, all-state honors, all-state all, all all-star team, than a state champion as a team member. Um, 43. Can you take coaching? Can you take coaching? Ask kids that. I tell kids all the time that coaching bounces right off of them. If they don't look right at you, say, look me in the eye. If you say, for example, you have to reprimand a kid, you just say something and you are 
being critical, and he looks away. He looks down. Say, no, no, no. That just bounced right off of him. They need eye contact. Take that right in. Now, then to add upon that, using Don Meyer's word, eager, can you, do you eagerly take coaching? You are looking for criticism. Um, 45, Don Meyer, often your friends are really not your friends. They're your buddies, and buddies are stealing your time. I always tell kids that, you know, really you're lucky when your parents are your friends. That's who you turn to in a crisis. Um, this is a Don Meyer, and I remember uh, Gareth Doran telling one of my sons, this is about his high school teammates, he said to my son, if my father saw the way your high school teammates acted, he would say, be friendly, but don't be their friends. And this is interesting, all this resurfaces. Um, Don Meyer is always quoting people, the late Don Meyer, Abraham Lincoln, this is one of Don Meyer's favorites. The worst thing you can do for something, excuse me, the worst thing you can do is do something for someone who can do the same thing for themselves. Let me read that again. The worst thing you can do is do something for someone who can do the same thing for themselves. Right now what I have going in my life is I have a couple boys that show up every day and they're pulling a cooler on wheelers. Uh, let me speak English. They're pulling a cooler on wheels. And there's water and Gatorades and some fruit. And I try to every day go, who packed that? And the answer is my mom, my dad. And I go, no, no, no. You need to get up and pack here for yourself. Um, John Wooden. 49, recognize the mistake, admit to the mistake, learn from the mistake, forget about the mistake. It's all about mistake management. Don't let the mistakes manage you. With 50, halfway through here, Don Meyer, winning is a byproduct of skills. Going back to John Wooden, he never mentioned the word winning. Winning takes care of itself. Winning is the aftermath. Just compete to the final bell. Love the process, and the process will love you back. Love the process. It's going to take time. Improvement comes in stages. 51, 52. Where are we? 52. Player development is like building a house. We tell the story of the three little pigs all the time. You can build your house out of straw, or you're going to take your time. So when the big bad wolf comes by and huffs and puffs. But first is the foundation. You have to go down to go up. So you go down with the foundation. That's the toughest part of building a house is the foundation. And then you frame, you, you, you frame, you it's foundation and framing. You lay the, or you put up the framework. Uh, 53 people with great attitudes don't complain. Champions train, losers complain. Let me just say that again. People with great attitudes don't complain. You have to have character, teach character. You have to have character, teach character. This is another Abraham Lincoln 55. Want what you need. You, you need to be faster, 
So you want to be faster. And what are you doing about it? Want what you need. You're a lousy camp director, according to Don Meyer. If you're only there for registration in the closing ceremony to be a great camp director, it's important. And you're there the entire camp, sun up to sundown. You're, you're in, you're committed. Um, 57, playing and coaching is like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. You can put a jigsaw puzzle together without seeing the big picture, but people who are successful, efficient, fast, and putting a jigsaw puzzle together, you know they put the, the, the cover of the box, which is the big picture. You can see what you're putting together. So that's just a great analogy. Train the way you plan on playing today with 10 years down the road. So you're thinking, okay, I'm going to train right now like I'm 10 years into this. So you're serious about it. You're serious about it. Let me read that again. Train the way you plan on training 10 years from now. Um, I think that so many people, especially young tennis teachers that we train, it's like, well, I'll do that later. They put the pro in procrastination. Um, I was working with a young intern today. I made a slow motion videotape and told the young coach, you're not doing that with enthusiasm. You should be, you're assisting so you can learn to duplicate my skills instead of, oh, this is kind of boring. This thought's your most powerful tool. With be mature beyond your years. Be mature beyond your years. Uh, student assistant coaches, Don Meyer called them SACs, just S-A-C, SACs. People will take from your program, but before they depart, so say it's a four-year program, it's a high school program, a college program, could be a junior program. If a junior has been in your program for five years, they should be able to be a student coach and they should be able to give back. Don Meyer, sometimes you have to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Say, I'm just going to do this. I'll worry about it later. You got the administrators like, no, this is what needs to be done. So I'm going to go ahead and go forward. And then if I'm reprimanded for my actions because I didn't have approval, I'll ask for permission instead of forgiveness. Being a captain is different than being a leader. Coaches can pick their captains, but coaches can't pick their leaders. Stop and think about that. Coaches can pick their captains, but they can't pick the leaders. And you don't have to be the best player to be the captain, certainly. You don't have to be the best player to be the leader. Be a big brother. Be a big sister. So the upperclassmen should help the incoming freshmen. So that's 64. Let's go to 65. Too many times the best player, Don Meyer's term, the best player is a dog. They're just too, they're just totally selfish. Mind vitamins we use all the time. This just comes from Don Meyer. If you're going to coast, you can only go downhill. You know, if you cruise, you lose. Number 67, only two things that you can control 
are your attitude and your efforts. That's it. Are you controlling your attitude and are you controlling your efforts? This is something uh, that should happen with uh, upperclassmen, as I mentioned. But he, he just says, put your veterans with your rookies. Put the veterans with the rookies. I know Tennis Canada has done that for a long time. When they send young players overseas, they send a veteran coach with a rookie coach. And there's a lot of positives for having, say, a young coach in their early 20s being with a group of juniors. But they're being mentored by a coach who's, you know, 40 years into it, coach in their 60s. Mickey Mantle, Don Meyer, says that this brings tears to his eyes when he was alive. Number seven, the great Yankee. True, it says on Mickey Mantle's tombstone, I was a great teammate. Most junior tennis players, just because of the nature of junior tennis, they're a long ways. They, when they get to college, they have no idea how to be a great teammate. Um, but that's important. Number 70, review practice. Practice is over. The late Pat Summit, I believe she still has a record for most games won by a coach. In her, her 20s, after winning a silver medal as an Olympian, she coached uh, University of Tennessee. And she won and won and won. But what she would do is watch practice for two and a half hours. Now keep in, keep in mind she has a staff of assistants. But she would watch practice for two and a half hours, go home, get on the treadmill, and watch practice. Watch the same practice that she just ran. And the next day, she would show up intensity, the eyes of a shark, zeroed in. And Summit would um, reprimand the player, reprimand the player, and the player would just stand. Coaching wouldn't bounce off of them. They wouldn't look away. They'd look right at Coach Summit. And when she was done, she was the only one speaking, when she was done, the player would just say, I'll bounce back. Actually, a, a sidebar, I was at the University of Tennessee with Austin Krychek, and I've known Austin since he was seven years old, his father, Rob, and mother, Sherry. And I'm with him at a tournament, and we're being housed by a really nice family, and I asked, because I knew at that time Pat Summit's health wasn't very good, and I said, do you know Pat Summit? And they're both their eyes lit up and said, yes, she's a very good friend. And the next day I went out to dinner with uh, the coach of the University of Tennessee, the assistant coach who followed Pat Summit and just had a chance to uh, talk coaching with uh, Pat Summit's successor. 71, be unselfish. 72, check and recheck all the little details like an airplane pilot. You get in the cockpit, check, recheck. What are the checkpoints? Don't be too cool for school. Get in front of the mirror. Do it right-handed. If you're a right-hander, then do it left-handed. Um, another pearl from Don Meyer, adapt, improvise, and overcome. That's just being part of a, of a competitor, whether you're a coach or a player. Matches on, we're tennis people, so here we have to adapt, we got to improvise, and we got to overcome. 74, do the right thing right now. Okay, what, you know, first things first. Do the right thing right now. What is that? Just do it. 
Don't hesitate, just do it. Okay, let's go to 75 principles. What's the bloody principle? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Okay, you got to have a backbone. Tom Meyer was always talking about this sport and that sport. Bum, Bum Phillips, he said this both about Bear Bryant as a college coach, Don Shula as a pro coach, and he said it with his country accent. Don Meyer telling a story about Bum Phillips. Okay, Don Shula, for example. Don Shula was the first coach. He coached the Baltimore Colts and he coached the Miami Dolphins. That he would be at a hotel and he would demand, he'd request that he have the top floor of the hotel's parking lot. And under the lights, so that no one could park the car on the very top floor, the Miami Dolphins would go through play after play. And that's what, say, for example, the, the eve of the Super Bowl, now the players are in big conference rooms and the offensive team, offensive units over here and the defensive units over here and the special teams, and they just go through the plays over and over again. But Don Shula, for example, or Bear Bryant, according to Bum Phillips, he could take his players and beat yours. He could take your players and beat his. Incoming coach. Don Meyer, incoming coach, in his coaching career was at three different colleges. Get rid of all the bad attitudes. Okay? You have a bushel basket of apples. You get one bad apple, all the apples go rotten. Um, 78, get rid of, same thing, the I can'ts and the I won'ts. Zero talents, just get rid of them. With, um, I think of Scotty Perelman, who we've had on a podcast, I worked with Scotty in the 70s on the Vic Braden staff. He became the coach at the University of Kansas, and he basically had to get rid of player after player. And then he went on and turned that program around, program around they won their conference. Um, Craig Tyler went through our training program, spent years assisting our program. He went to the University of Illinois. He got rid of everybody. You got to start from scratch. Get rid of the bad apples. Um, Don Meyer, 79. This takes reflective thought. Remember the kid with great parents is lucky. Remember the kid with great parents is lucky. So number 80, and this is from his lecture, uh, best things you see in sports. Do your homework and try to do everything you can to save the kid with bad parents. You know, a lot of times... It's just reflective behavior. Here in the U.S., we say, oh, the apple doesn't fall from the tree. What the Greeks say is the apple falls under the tree. With six words to understand the relationship of coaching. In the order of these, who, why, what, when, where, and how. How is the last step? You don't start, say, for example, you're going to start helping someone with a forehand. You don't do that first. You find out, well, who, who are you teaching? You know, why does the kid want to learn how to hit a forehand? Um, just go through that, and it's not always like how to do it to get the relationship established. 82, this is key. Confidence comes from demonstration ability. You should be able to call any one of your players out and say, okay, show us how to hit a volley. Show us how to hit that one-handed backhand volley. Really drive it from your shoulder. 
so you demonstrate in front of your peers. You have players come out front and say, demonstrate, let me see you do this technique that we're working on. Um, it's very important to put the players on stage, have them perform. That's what they're doing. The tennis courts are stage. 83, and so many people agree, these are just points that are so principled. Make athletes, cross-train. To a reasonable level, your athletes should be able to play every sport. They should be able to dribble basketball. You say tennis players, they should be able to shoot a basketball. They should be able to catch and throw a football. If you're going to have a softball game, um, but that's, we're going, growing f- farther and farther away from that where kids are specializing too early. 84. This is interesting. 84. And again, Don Meyer, basketball coach, so he's dealing with teams. So you could do that in junior tennis. You got a practice squad. They're working with each other. Conduct player perception tests, but don't share the results with the players. Okay, so you have your mate, your players stop and reflect, and they vote. This is secret ballots handed into the coach. Who's the hardest worker? Who's the smartest worker? Who's the most uh, most unselfish? Who's the most giving teammate? Then you can go skill by skill. So in tennis, who has the best serve? Who has the best return serve? Eighty five. Um, I love this eighty five. In tennis, people start banging their head against the wall. Now, tennis, in, on some polls, is right at the bottom for the worst. The worst as far as um, how, how tennis is coached. You must have a system. And like, no, 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 you can't have a system. You know, we actually had a podcast on Peter Burwash. And Peter sent us a nice letter. And and uh, it was very positive And... He was appreciative on how accurate we were about Peter himself and, and PBI. So P, Peter, um, we're not going to teach form. We're going to teach understanding. And I said, no, just stop and listen. What we're going to do is we're going to teach people to understand form. But we opened our doors and we're so fortunate, so lucky to be taught by Peter Burwash. But Peter was, no, no, I'm not going to teach systems. To us, a system is how do you film? A system is how do you place a sticker on the, on the racket to teach the kid the grips? The system is, you know, how do you skill test? You know, everything is an organized plan. So Don, Don Meyer um, and Pat Summit would say the same thing. She was alive. You must have a system. It's a philosophy, a program everyone understands. Student athletes and assistants are all on the same page. 86, Don Meyer, team is a family. You know, brothers can really fight with one another, but then someone from the outside says something bad about the brother. You know, blood's thicker than water. But you know you have a really good program if it's the players. It's like a family. 87, love this. You can never work too hard on technique. And you, you always work on technique. You, um, Jack Kramer used to win a match. You take a shower, relax, and you go back and practice. You got to cleanse your strokes. Go out and hit some slow motion, forehands, backhands. 
when young kids are playing, they have a tendency to start going towards a Western grip because so many balls are high for a younger player. But yeah, you need to need to do that. Um, 88, Don Meyer. If you go to a heart surgeon, don't you want to go to a good one? Do you want to go to a heart surgeon who's just out hitting golf balls? Or you want to go to a heart surgeon who's just like a tennis coach, you know, you're reading journals, you're, you know, you're listening to podcasts, you're just doing anything and everything. You're dedicating, investing, investing time to get better. 89, learn to be a great communicator. We stop kids, they don't even say good morning. You know, we know some of them are introverted and shy, but no, you have to say good morning. Energy. 90, discipline yourself so no one else has to do it. 91, make hard work your passion. Great hockey player, Martin St. Louis. School of Hard Knocks, small guy, Montreal. He went to the University of Vermont. And he, um, he finally got a chance, but he was put on waivers. It was almost like 3,000 times, you know, X amount of teams, X amount of times where he could have been selected by someone. So if it was 10 times in 30 teams, told my math, 300 times, is Martin St. Louis, he became the MVP. But what Martin St. Louis says, it's an easy choice it's to be the hardest worker. You can just choose to be the hardest worker. Uh, but, you know, he was uh, undrafted, unwanted, and got a chance as a walk-on. An amazing, amazing story. Um, where are we? Number 92. Don't just work hard, work smart. 93. Put the team before yourself. 94. Make winning an attitude. Winning on the scoreboard is secondary. Winning on the scoreboard in life is primary. So you're going to win and you're going to lose as far as the scoreboard. But what you do with yourself being a hard worker, what you do with your standing up being for your teammates. Accountability is essential. You got to be accountable for your time. You got to be accountable for your actions, accountable for your efforts. 96, Don Meyer, change is a must. If you're not changing, you're getting worse because somewhere, someplace, someone is. And if they're changing, they're tweaking their game. They're looking to get a little bit better. Jim Lair, tennis players never arrive. They're always in transit to a better place. 97, handle success and failure exactly the same. Don't let your highs be too high or your lows be too low. Don't put yourself on that roller coaster. Hang in there. 97, we've we've covered 98. You got to love 98. Don Meyer, farm boy. If a farmer gets up at 5.30 in the morning to milk cows, that's what he used to tell his players, why can't we get up as a team of basketball players at 5.30 and work on our game? Attitude is a choice. Attitude is your altitude. Um, You have to have the right attitude to acquire the skill. Acquire the skill. Number 100 is a great one to end on. Be obsessive about fundamentals. 
Now, we know in tennis, fundamentals are not fun. We know Peter Burwash, the personality of the pro. Um, but when it really comes down to instant gratification, delayed, delayed, delayed gratification, okay, we got to have the kids have fun now. It's not glorified babysitting. They signed up for a class to learn how to play tennis. So be obsessed by, um, by fundamentals. Now, but with Don Meyer, just to go back, a couple things is go to YouTube, type in Jimmy V, SB Awards, Don Meyer. 10-minute clip. Now, you still can go to his website. Still go to his website. Now, other thing with this list is you get as a tennis coach, assign it to your players and say, all right, there's one through 100 and could be five, could be 10. And then have your, have your players, could be your, your support staff, your fellow coaches, have them write down one that's going to be really, really important to them. And so many of these, um, one covers the other. They kind of blend together. But you now I'm started with number one. Remember the coaches that have gone before us. Ended on number 100. Be obsessive about fundamentals. Now, what I find in tennis teaching, like static balance, standing in one place, being at the service line, having the coach stand right next to you, Welby Van Horn used to do this. Be right next to the player. They turn, they shadow swing. Welby would do it without a ball at first, just body balance. And then with a racket, so you go through the shape of the swing. You hit, you hold, you freeze. Vandermeer used to do this. He would have a player hold or follow through, then they would back chain. They would work backwards. They'd go from follow through back to the contact point. But be obsessive about fundamentals. Someone's going to say, ready, play, the umpire. Ready, play, and can you hit it? That was a Vic Bradenism. Can you hit it? But um, we'll get back to a podcast where it's two or three of us, a dialogue, an interview, different topics. Appreciate you listening. With Viso, Don Meyer, we have our eight pillars. But when it comes down to coaches to get online and um, – Yes, yeah, okay. Bill Walsh and Tom Landry, and there's just so many great coaches. Vince Lombardi. Even if kids, it's so easy today. I used to say, "All right, I want you to come in tomorrow and bring a quote from Winston Churchill." And I was fortunate as a kid to grow up where my parents where there was always encyclopedias in the house. But you know, maybe sometime. In the past, you told a kid he had needs a quote from Winston Churchill, and they had to make a trip to the library. But now, what they can do, and it just with my age, it just baffles me. As they say, "Hey, I want you to get a quote on Winston Churchill," they push a few buttons on their phone, they yell it out from the back of the van. So, just because the information is at their fingertips, and I think that's really a, a problem in tennis teaching. That I think people think they can learn to teach by just going to YouTube. Now, there's a lot of things you can learn to do on YouTube, but I don't think really learning to teach tennis at a high level is one thing you can do. We've talked about it. I know Andy's mentioned that many times. Go to YouTube and put in modern forehand. And it's like, really? It makes no sense for everybody to put in their own two cents. But coming back to number 100, be obsessive about fundamentals. 
I think we've really gone away from that in this country. Now, even in basketball, and we're talking about Don Meyer, basketball coach, when there was a dream team in 92, it was like no one will ever be able to beat the NBA players. But what I've been told is even though the NBA players are the best, but there's other levels of play, whether it's college basketball or international basketball, where the players are doing a better job with fundamentals. So sometimes the superior player, will, the superior athlete will beat the inferior player. But anyway, go through this list. Don Meyer, look him up. Watch that clip, 10-minute clip, Jimmy V, ESPY Awards, and pick out five or ten of these or have your players pick out five or ten. Anyway, hope you got something out of this. Thanks. <laughs>